Sure. Okay. So do I. Uh, here we go. So we are in Reishvav, and yesterday we spoke about Shviras Kalim. We spoke about this very esoteric idea that the world of Tohu, the world was created by these vessels which um, thought that they could handle more light. They wanted to be kings. Uh, again, the source for this is the section in the Torah that speaks about the Malche Edom, and they wanted to have so much light, but they weren't big enough, and therefore they ultimately exploded due to the light. That's the Shviras Kalim, and that's what brought evil into the world. Okay. Ucheyadua, so if the if it is if the what brings about evil into the world was gaiva, was arrogance, hatikun huanava, then the rectification is humility. Ayada niskanim kalmachshava shaltohu, through it all thoughts of tohu are rectified. Kayideza and erotza lachashev rakmasharotza shemisbarach, a truly humble person only thinks about what God wants them to think about. Right? So again, this is all coming from the, the source for the, the, the backdrop to this entire discussion has been machshavos rose, uh, thoughts that go astray. And so we said that. They come from the roots of evil, which are kina, kas, and taiva, all the bad things. And the root of that is gaiva. So if you want to negate that, what you need to do is focus on humility. Humility is what rectifies all of those thoughts. That the world of tikkun is fixed through the name of ma. Okay, what does ma mean? Pirish ma kemovenachnu ma. So the word ma comes from the word venachnuma. So what's the background behind this? So it's a rather esoteric idea. Um, the, the, in the Sefer Eitzachai, one of the esoteric Sfarim, it speaks about the fact that the world of Tikkun, which is the opposite of the world of of Shviras Kalim, the world of fixing, the world, the rectification of the world, is associated with the world of Ma. Okay, so we're going to go very, very esoteric for a second. What is the world of Ma, Memhe? So Memhe is the, the gematria of Memhe is 45, which corresponds, what is 45? 45 corresponds to the name of Hashem, Yud, He, and Vav, He, spelled out full. Meaning when you spell Yud, He, Vav, He, meaning spelling it, Yud, Vav, Dalit. That's Yud, right? That's how you spell the word Yud. He, He, Aleph, Vav, Vav, Aleph, Vav. Hey, hey, Al- that, that's how you spell it. It's called spelling it bimale, spelling it male alfin, filled with alephs. And what that means, the al- fill, filled with alephs, meaning a way of saying, filling, spelling it in its full fashion, is another way of saying it's, it's, it's filled to the brim. Um, again, bear with me. What this means is that the name of, of Hashem, this name of Hashem is, so to speak, as full with light as possible. Male alfin, the aleph represents the light, and therefore this. 45 represents the name of Hashem being in its full capacity, in its full brightness, because it's spelled out, meaning it's, it's as bold and as broad as it's going to be. It's filled with the Aleph. The Aleph is always seen as the vowelization of a, of a, of a word. Um, it's the primary vowel, and therefore it's, base, it's, it's, it's being spelled in its, in its fullest state, which means it's the fullest expression of God. When you spell that name of Hashem out, the numerical value of all those letters, Yud, Vav, Dal, Plus, Hey, Aleph, Plus, equals 45. Okay, so that's what the that's what the Eitz Sefer says. What does that mean? Okay, Eitz is written by the Arizal's uh, primary student of Chaim Vital. What does that mean? That it's that it's the world that the world of Tikkun is associated with Memhe. So he says it goes back. So explains Reb Tzadok. It goes back to Kamo Venachnuma. It's associated with the words Venachnuma. Who says Venachnuma? Aaron and Moshe turn to God and so well they they turn really to Kach, but really they're saying about themselves Venachnuma. We are what? What are we? Right? We're nothing. 
They basically, it's a humility. way of saying it's absolute humility. Exactly. More anava, it demonstrates humility. And again, we said yesterday, the shviras kalim, the breaking of these utensils, the way that the spiritual realms were created was by the, the utensils being overwhelmed because they, not overwhelmed, they, they took too much and therefore they, so to speak, broke. That's the shviras kalim that the Arizal speaks about. There's too much light. You, you don't have enough to hold on. You fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it. It explodes. So what's the world of tikkun? The world of the world of, of rectification comes from vanachnu. Comes from the word. It's, it's what the world of tikkun is filled with Hashem's light. That's ma. Where do you? How do you get there? What's the kli? What's the keli that holds onto it? It's vanachnu ma. It's absolute humility. That's what allows a person to hold onto it. And that's Moshe Rabbeinu. She anamikala adam who bestowed hadastik dusha. As we said before, it's not coincidental that what does Moshe also represent? We saw earlier in, this, in, the, in the section, um, and that is Moshe is the primary negation for machshavos raos. For all of the stray thoughts that we have, Moshe represents a world of no dimyon, a world of no imagination. Again, Moshe's experience of prophecy, he says, isn't even prophecy. Regular prophecy works the faculty of imagination. Moshe is just logic. Moshe is just knowledge. God gives him a message. Ko amar Hashem. These are the words of Hashem. This is, this is it. Zeh. Hashem saying, this is what I want to, con- to convey. The words that Moshe conveys to us are precisely the words that God said to him. Whereas Yecheskel, Yeshaya, etc., they are receiving messages through their koachadimion, their imagination, which is a step removed, right? So Moshe is the paradigm of the opposite of Dimyonos, right? Dimyonos, again, he says, comes from Kina, Kas, Vitaiva, which comes from Gaiva. Moshe's das, from, from, from arrogance, Moshe's ability to be a non-imaginative, not in a negative way, but uh, there are no bad dimyonos, no stray thoughts. That comes from the fact that he is the ultimate um, humble man, the ultimate anav. V'nasa be'emes melech bishurin, the Pasuk in Tehillim refers to, uh, excuse me, the Pasuk in Tevarim, uh, bishurin melech, speaks about the, the comment, what is v'hi bishurin melech? Dav, excuse me, Moshe is referred to as a king. Ki acher hatikun. Why is Moshe referred to as a king? We just saw earlier in this piece uh, uh, kings seen in a pejorative, in a negative. What's it all about? Because we saw the Malche Edom, they were Malachim in the sense that they wanted so much, they wanted so much, but they took too much. Moshe also becomes a king, but it's only through the rectification, Nisrachvu kala kalem kenoda, that there's an expansion of the kalem. And here explains the process. He says, Vahainu. And here we're going to now move away a little bit from the esoteria and make it a little bit more practical for us to understand, but still drawing upon these very lofty ideas. What is arrogance, according to his definition? Arrogance is wanting stuff which is not mine. I want a title which is not mine. I want to be in the president's seat. I want to be the one who gets the aliyah. You guys know what that's all about. I want the, right, that's all we, right? Basically, I want something that's not really mine. And I take too much, and what ultimately happens, right, you climb up that ladder, but you're holding, you're basically, it's a stack of cards. It's all going to come crumbling down. You can climb, it's only going to go so far, eventually it's going to come crumbling down, right? That's practical, right? That's what Gaiva is. Gaiva is, I'm taking more, I'm taking more, but it's really not shaykh for me. It's really not, I'm not really fit for it. It's not fit for me. And eventually, I'm, I'm really out of my league, as we say, right? And eventually it comes crashing down in humility, uh, sorry, in, 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 in embarrassment and humiliation um, because of the fact that you really climbed too high, the person climbed too high. But here, and this is a beautiful Ravtzadok twist, it's through the process of being broken. It's through the process of climbing too high and breaking. That's the only way you really recognize how humble you are. In other words, the person who is so reticent to ever try pushing the boundaries of what they could accomplish, 
they never really taste humility either. They basically taste nothing. They taste like uh, they taste anxiety. They taste the inability or, 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 or a, a, a unwillingness to to step a little further. So but it's if? the person exactly. It's the person who takes that step and makes the mistake, then comes crumbling down. That person is able to really taste how humble they are. Why? Mm-hmm. They tasted the lights. They tasted greatness, but it just didn't fit. It wasn't really appropriate for them. Right? Vinella mimeno, therefore it's gone. balanava, gidola. Through that they come to an even greater level of humility. Meaning there's one level of humility which is a passive humility. It's, I, I'm humble, I'm afraid to try. There is the more active humility which comes about through making mistakes, coming crashing down. I've tasted a little bit of the greatness and now I'm actually much more humbled because I realize how great it is and where I am. I know what greatness is because I've scratched it, I've been there. Let's keep up. Yeah, sir. Gates the fact that somebody can sit here and learn this and know that you should have limitations on how much you grab for. Right. So Rav again, I'll just, I'll just mention, so Rav always is going to be, this is the danger of all of Ishbit's thought, his, his thought process, and that is that he's always, right, one of his, cla- the, the most prominent idea is the most challenging one. Through sin, we come close to God. So, okay, fine. What should I do? Should I go sin? Absolutely not. So he's described, right? So, you know, as, as, a, as a friend of mine, a uh, scholar of, of, of Tzadok's writings, Rav David Beshevkin writes that the, the purpose of Ishbit's writing is for it to be a, a safety net. It's a floor. In other words, he's not suggesting you should be an arrogant whatever, you know, and then, you know, and then come crashing down so you get there. But he's describing a process to the person who has fallen, right? Uh, there will be times in our life where we will fall or have fallen, right? So what do we do in that experience? It's not, um, so it's, 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 a po- it's, a, it's, a, it's a post facto type of uh, descri- uh, prescription for us, but it's not, you know, so it's a duality, right? Just like sin. He's not saying go sin and then the tshuva process can be awesome. No, that, that would be, right? And, and they clearly didn't live that way. They were these very lofty, wonderful people, the writer, you know, of Sadiq and all the, 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 the followers of Ishbits and all that. But he's described, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Now that that's happened, let's recognize that, yes, I've been through, it's so incredibly humiliating, but also recognize that yet now you're in a place that is so much better to accomplish so much more. Okay, let's keep, let's keep on. And that's what um, allows to be born a new ma. Hamisakin, again, that mem hey. Hamisakin akilin, which actually fixes the, the vessel, i.e. me, you, umar chivan, and, it's, and it broadens it, it widens it, to receive so much. Vizel, and this is what the Pasuk means, lefnei shever geon. Before a breaking, there is arrogance. Okay, that's the Pasuk says, lefnei shever geon, before a breaking, there is arrogance. And then the other Pasuk says, lefnei kavod anava. Before true honor, there is humility. Right? So basically, first there's arrogance, and then there's a break, and then there's humility, and then there's true covet. The only way you get to covet is you go through that. Okay? You have to earn it. And since God created the world in this fashion, again, we said that there is no, there are the, the, no one, there's no, the, 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 the lofty celestial beings, they're not truly, um, they're not truly arrogant, but God created the world that that's how it evolves. So, this is relevant to each and, of, each and every one of us. It's not just how the world is created, it's how our individual worlds are created. When we begin in our service of God, the Pasuk says that at the splitting of the sea, we'll talk about this tomorrow afternoon, a little bit, we're talking about Kriyas Yamsuf and Shabbos, right? Um, and the Shemosh um, That The Pasuk says that the, the, the Midrashim say, excuse me, that, that the Shivcha, the lowest person, Person saw unbelievable visions. Right, the process of growth is you fly to the highest of heights. 
but you don't actually belong there. But you get a taste of it, right? That's what happened. The beginning of the process was the splitting of the Amsuf. And then you know what happens the next passage? They're basically yelling and saying, I want to go back to Egypt. What? What do you mean? You just saw the greatest prophetic visions possible. But that's how the process works. No, they're humans. That's what happens to all of us. We all have these moments of credible heights, and then boom, we come crashing down. Kenoda nichnas bogeos, because at that moment, a little bit of arrogance enters us. And we have these imaginative thoughts. We, our thoughts go wild. And eventually we sever our connection to Hashem. We go further and further because we have those demyonos. They take us further and further astray. And then it awakens within us our lowliness and, our, and, our, and how far we've fallen. And we know what it is because we saw the shifcha. We saw what, 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 what the prophetic vision. We've experienced these incredibly lofty heights. And now we're on the floor like, what? But I know what it's like because I've been there. So at that point, a person cries out, God, save me from the depths and brokenness of the heart. At that point, we shall all be zocha to be able to see a world. Uh, we'll be able to build a world of rectification and see the world from a new perspective. Have a great day.